0: Welcome to I Don't Need an Acting Class with Milton Justice. The
1: complication that comes from characters is the same complication that comes from people in life. And that's why we have such a difficulty... In getting into depth and characters in life, somebody might say, "No, I'm really fine with all of that." It's like somebody saying, "I'm not a racist," you know. So mentally, I will say to myself, "I don't buy it." People are often quoting Shakespeare: "Methinks the lady doth protest too much," and so it's one of those things. So it just becomes part of the very, very complicated issue about getting into depths and characters, because you have to really, really figure out what's going on. You know, everybody has different issues, and so you have to kind of look at your issues and be aware of your issues. One of the issues, which doesn't happen too often in this class, but it was, but I decided it was Raphael's problem, was wanting to get it right, and to a little bit, you know, it's just a little bit of a thing, this need to get it right, which really defeats the purpose of class. Anyway, I went to the library, Woo! earlier today, and I got a book that was written, I've mentioned this book, I mentioned this book called, that uh, the actress Diana Rigg wrote after getting bad reviews, Diana Rigg died like last week. And I'd forgotten about this book. And so she when she got this really bad review, she decided to collect all the bad reviews from all the actors that she could find throughout history. Anyway, so it's a book called No Turn Unstoned. And so uh, at any rate, I just opened it as I was walking up the street. And I hit two of them, which I thought were really kind of wonderful. The first, Farley Granger, who is an actor I know of, in a musical version of Pride and Prejudice by Bo Goldman on Broadway in the 1950s, reviewed by Brooks Atkinson, the review said, Farley Granger played Mr. Darcy with all the flexibility of a telegraph pole. And then another review, which is one of my favorite reviews, which is a historically famous review, was Catherine Hepburn in a play called The Lake, reviewed by Dorothy Parker. It it said, go to the Martin Beck Theater and watch Catherine Hepburn run the gamut of emotion from A to B. I had to laugh because I just thought they're so... It's like actors have to... Survive bad reviews. So getting a bad review in my class is small potatoes. Anyway, I suggest all of you throw it out there, get those bad reviews, survive them, and you might end up in a book. So the other things uh, that we kind of discussed, which we hit on last class, one of them is avoiding the inevitable, which is there is this question that I have to get to. You want to look at what it is that you're trying to get about this person, what it is that you're that you're looking at, that when you look at this life, when you look at where it begins and where it ends, when you look at the whole life, when you look at the whole story, if you said... Stanislav suggested, tell the story of your character from the beginning of the play to the end of the play. So if you even now talk about the facts that you know about your character from the beginning of the piece that you're doing, which you will add to, but from the beginning and to the end, it gives you an arc. It gives you a place to go. Oddly enough, I was coaching an actress yesterday, Justine's sister-in-law, in in fact. I was uh, coaching an actress yesterday who's doing a film in Atlanta, and it was the first time I've worked with her. I mean, we we barely even met. And so it was one of the first things I said to her is, do you know where the character is going? Of course. In this particular case, she said, well, the writer, who is also the showrunner, and he decided he didn't want us to know everything, she said, but eventually she does leave her husband. Well, that's such a huge piece of information, because knowing where you're headed then helps you know where what to build. Um Uh, at the beginning. In other words, if you know by the end of the eight episodes that they're shooting that you're going to leave your husband, then it's going to inform slightly what happens in the early episodes, what, what happens in the early events. And we've talked about using the term events. If you look at the events of your character's life, you know where they start, you know where they end. If you look at the events and know what that arc is of where they're going, it helps you. Uh, it keeps you from having to build a lot of things that don't, that, that don't feed where you're going. And I promise you'll get better at this. Uh, periodically, I will say things like, That's, you, what you're building is for a different play. And the reason that I say that is these particular choices that you make have consequences. If you make a certain choice, it's going to send you to a certain place. And if you go to this particular place, it's going to lead to the next place, which is going to lead to the next place. So you have to understand it's not arbitrary. Um, It's not even, it's not arbitrary what you're building. It's kind of, don't you think, Erica, it really is basic story structure. One thing leads to another, which leads to another, which leads to another. I mean, its uh, you'll be pleased to know it's Aristotle. So if you start building things that are not leading to the next thing, or in our case, if you're building things that are not feeding into the character that you're building, then you start going down the wrong road. Does any of that make sense? So in other words, if you look at the life of your character, where they are and where where they end up, and then begin to build the series of events to help you get there. In my mind, it's helpful because then I don't have to work so hard. And all of you have built very, very specific things that work really well. Raphael built the German boys throwing things at him on his way home from Hebrew school, the Nazi youth throwing things. That very, very specifically will fit in. Uh, the reason I called Raphael to task is he is because he was beginning to build, and this is why I think we, that we have a resistance to go places. He was beginning to build several things that fed him exactly the same way. Uh, and, and that's where I think we also have to be clear. The reason I suggest that you define when you start where you're headed with this particular etude, in other words, in you know, in this etude, I'm trying to dot dot dot. I'm trying to get his relationship to the German people, let's say. Then work it, talk it out, do the improvisation, do the etude, and then think about it and figure out what it is that you've got afterward. So it, it it really is like. Monday morning quarterbacking. I know I love using sports analogies. I find it so cute coming from me. But it it really is. It's it's a matter of you look at it but you know where you're headed. You you explore it, you talk over, under, around and through, you let yourself to free associate You riff on it, but you kind of know where you're headed. And then that way, it tells you afterwards, I've done four exercises that have accomplished exactly the same thing. So I don't know. I think earlier I said it's like beating a dead horse. I got it. So now I need to get something else. And look, this is not for... People who just want to function in a job and do three lines, like the guy in Born Identity, (laughs) who said, I was in Born Identity. And I said, I don't remember you. Who, Who were you again? And he said, oh, I was the guy that said to Chris Cooper, I was standing by the computer and I said to Chris Cooper, I think you want to have a look at this. And I thought, oh, wow. Yeah, man, that was a performance I never forgot. So it's it's like we're digging to get beyond the, you should have a look at this part. And it really is, all of this is to get us there. I, I mean, that's really the issue with this. It's It's all to really help us dig. One of the things that I think was, and I keep looking at things, and I think it's all my fault. I keep looking at things that cripple you as actors. Uh, One of the things that happened to Greg is he was trying desperately to make a talented choice. He was trying to make a great choice. And I reminded him of the Rembrandt story, which, of course, is Rembrandt didn't get out of his Rembrandt bed, go down the Rembrandt stairs, take a Rembrandt walk and come back and paint a Rembrandt. He got out of bed, he went down the stairs, he took a walk, and he came back and painted. And one day it was a Rembrandt. So, you know, don't defeat yourself by trying to paint a Rembrandt. Make a choice. Don't put a lot of stuff on the choice. Just make the choice and then sit back. Back in the old days, uh, before Armageddon, when we used to have a rehearsal space, it was easier to say when somebody would make a choice, or. And that's, I mean, it's easier that way. I've made a choice, and then I can say to myself, or. And then come up with another choice. Or, you see, in other words, but it's, it's like if I'm trying to make a brilliant choice, I'm gonna, I'm going I'm to be defeated before I start. So it's just make a choice. He he moved from Louisville to New York because he was bored with Louisville. Or, you, you know, it's just like start someplace. Start someplace and then allow yourself To move places. Giancarlo is being absolutely stuck because he's trying to figure out why the guy left New Zealand. And I, you know, it's like every week it's the same thing. Why did he leave New Zealand? Why did he leave New Zealand? He didn't like sheep. Jesus, you know, go. I mean, it's like, it's a country with more sheep than people. It's enough reason to leave. In other words, look, it's all a part of pieces. It doesn't necessarily have to be chronological. They're pieces until you start to put it together. Soon, we will probably sit down and have each of you go through the events that you now own, the sequence of events that you own that allow you to go from one thing to the other to the other. Not overcomplicated, but just if I were to sit down and tell you my life story, I have the following events. Does this make sense? Yeah, it's making a lot of sense. I love what you just said because sometimes I'll build stuff and it feels great that I built it and it feels, you know, specific. And then I go somewhere, it has no application. And I come out of there and I'm like, God damn it, that choice just let me down. And it's like it was not feeding that particular play. Yes. You ha- I, I, uh, and also, look, um, you'll get better at this. You, you know, really, really, really keep in mind, as Stella said to an actor, you're at step one, you want to be at step eight. You still have to go two through seven. All, all of this is so valuable. If you don't make that choice, and if the choice is, if you don't make a choice, it's not feeding you, then you're not going to know that. I mean, there's certain things that I can tell you, there's certain things you have to discover for yourself, like the hot stove. So that's an important part of it. And don't get defeated by it. Really begin to understand that this is all part of you exploring. What you can do as an actor.
0: I Don't Need an Acting Class is hosted and created by Milton Justice. Senior producer is me, Walker Vreeland, and director of online media is Evan Sollers. Music by Jeffrey Keezer Trio, May This Be Love, from their album, on my way to you if you have a moment please rate us and review us on apple podcasts it helps other people find us and uh if you would like to send an email if you have a question for milton you can do so at questions at gmail.com another way to get in touch is on instagram at i don't need an acting class thank you so much for listening and we will see you back here next week